all the gothic people to another episode of the Loudest Podcast. Loudest Podcast on the internet. Guess what, Asterios? What? It's voicemail time. Hell yeah. We've been putting off taking our medicine for long enough. Now it's time to hear from you, the listeners. Just before we start, we hope you enjoyed episode one of Congratulations, a Neon Genesis Evangelion watch-along podcast. Uh, that should be it should be everywhere. If you're a Patreon, you should have gotten it by now. We put it on this feed, put it on the YouTube. If you haven't heard it yet, go out of your way to listen to it. We recorded a new Christery over the weekend. Uh, there's a new Dark Side Jills out on the feed. Yeah, it's floating around. Is that out yet? I know it was floating around on the feed somewhere. We put it out Saturday morning. Oh, excellent. Okay. But hey, let's get started with these voicemails. All right, let's jump right into it. This voicemail is called Guy drives 20 miles per hour over the speed limit in a school zone and complains about Asterios. <laughs> hey, Asterios and Sorrentia. I just wanted to call in and say I was listening to, I believe it was My Immortal Part 5, whatever the one Asterios talks about, fucking the dairy aisle. Sorry, I'm driving 35 <laughs> and 20. Apologies. Anyway. Fuck you, Asterios. If I shit, is that meat just because the rest of my body is meat? No, that's a fucking stupid argument. And I hate you. I'm sorry, I don't hate you. That's me. I'm hitting stop on this. Um, look, they're in the dairy aisle. It's not that far off that you think they might be dairy. What even is dairy anyway? It's, we have a very concise definition of dairy. Do we? It's products made with milk. Yes, that's it. So cheese is dairy? Yes. Okay, so butter's dairy. Yes. Okay, so milk is dairy? Yes. Okay, so ice cream is dairy. Yes. Okay, so already I've named a lot of things that are dairy, and I could easily keep going. So why is it so out of the realm of possibility that at some point you'd reach eggs? The list of things that are dairy is so fucking long and not to mention the list of non-dairy things that are just like dairy like nut butter or almond milk where it's like is that dairy no it's not dairy but it's like dairy it's in the dairy aisle you might understand why i'd be a little bit confused that this almond milk is dairy even though it's non-dairy but it's in the dairy aisle you know what else is in the dairy aisle eggs you should know what that's true asterios that is a completely valid argument like me for example you can use so many nouns to describe me a runner female podcaster and you keep going eventually you do get to astronaut and physicist and a beauty pageant winner okay let's say you hung out and lived with a bunch of physicists and anytime i saw leonard and sheldon and the gang you were there would it be rude of me to assume that you might be a physicist I don't know, Asterios. I'll start hanging out with a couple surgeons, and then I'll go ahead and try to remove your appendix. How does I'm not that work? saying I. I am not saying eggs are dairy. You and sure I'm not, does sound. And I'm not saying you are a surgeon. But if you only hung out with surgeons and you lived in the surgery aisle, can you understand why someone might be a little bit confused? I don't even think that eggs are next to the dairy. They're in there across from the milk. They're next to a bunch of pickles. Do you think pickles are dairy products? I think that's just our grocery store being weird that there's pickles near the eggs. Generally speaking, eggs and milk are near each other. I would argue, yes, they were in the same aisle, but so are like frozen vegetables. And coffee and those Starbucks things. We need more of that. We need almond milk. Yeah, we do need almond milk. We're out of almond milk. Okay. Our next voicemail is called, oh, speaking of food, 
prep boy Rick goes to a brony convention. Hello, mysterious thrashers. This is prep boy Rick. Hey. I am just now hey. leaving Everfree Northwest. Not oh staying there for God. the whole thing, but Fuck there yeah. for Saturday. Uh, I was expecting a lot of degeneracy. That might be the most wholesome thing I have done in the last 10 years. Aww. It was very welcoming and understanding. A bunch of neurodivergent people, a bunch of kids, a bunch of family-friendly things. And it was very fun, and I can't believe I'm ever going to say this out loud. If you want to go and just hang out with some people who will uh, enjoy you for whoever you are, uh, go to a BronyCon. It was impressive. It was very fun. And there were only four furries. Call me back, Prep Boy Rick out. Well, I will not call you back, Prep Boy Rick, but I'm glad you had a good... You know what Everfree Northwest is? No. I believe it's Seattle or somewhere in Oregon. It's the last remaining, like, big brony convention besides TrotCon. I think TrotCon even got canceled. Wait, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, but everything got canceled because of the pandemic. Like, when the pandemic's over, is TrotCon going to be back? I sure as shit hope it will be, because that's the only one I know of that has, like, an 18-plus thing. Did I ever tell you the first BronyCon I went to, I got to the 4chan party, and I saw some guy sucking a horse dick? You've told that story on air before, yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, I see, I don't like Prep Boy Rick. Well, Prep Boy Rick is correct in that airport rules do apply at these Brody conventions. Like, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, you want to bring a flask in at 9 a.m. in the morning? Sure. Yeah, whatever. You want to just stand in the middle of the hallway and scream? Yeah. So do five other people, actually. You could just start singing. And a bunch of people, if they recognize the song, will come over and start singing with you. I shit you not. Like, just stand in the middle of any Brody convention and start screaming (laughs) the words to winter wrap up. (laughs) I guarantee you at least three people will join in. It's so much fun. What is winter wrap up? Uh, Well, the ponies, they have to get ready for the end of winter. So they clean up the town and in preparation for spring, and they have a song that they sing when they wrap up the winter. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Let's just finish our holiday cheer, something like that. I don't know the words to it, but just go out there, start singing, raise this barn, raise this barn, one, two, three, four. I guarantee you, like, try it. Don't be afraid. You just got to go out. You got to get your balls in your hand and just go out there and do it. I like the weird shit at those pony conventions. <laughs> and I also like when people go into them with the intention of like bringing actual horses. <laughs> I've seen people dress up as just actual horses at Pony Con. Okay. Okay. For a minute there, I thought you meant people were like riding around the middle of a convention floor in an actual horse. Like those cops that think they're better than me because they got a horse. <laughs> no, no. They dress up as horses and sometimes they bring, you know, Barbie dolls have those like plastic horses with the manes that you could brush. They'll bring those. Okay. That's cute. All right. Now, Prep Boy Rick said like that he was expecting a lot of degeneracy. Is it possible he just didn't look hard enough? I believe that because, like, there has got to be degeneracy if you squint hard enough. And usually that's where I go straight to Mm -hmm. when I get to these. I I try to search out the weirdest, most pornographic shit I can find. But, um, yeah, no, Prep Boy Rick, my recommendation for you, to you, if you want to see some real shit, you got to go on uh, 4chan and go to the MLP board. And there's always, like, when the uh, conventions are going on, there's always, like, a thread that has a Discord. You can join it on if you want to see some shit. Yeah, because it's like, look, Sriracha's told us on the show before that there is always 
a hotel room where you can go and buy disgusting nonsense, no questions asked. Yeah, because they can't sell it at the actual convention. So, right. And I'm pro- honestly, probably they're making more bank than the people at the convention because uh, they don't have to pay those insane table fees. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Another thing Prep Boy Rick said is he was like, it's a very understanding, welcoming place. Is that because... They have no choice. No one wants to be friends with them, so they literally have to be accepting of everyone. Like, they have no standards at all. Is, is that possible? I think that is possible. But, man, the people that I've known, like, nerds are, like, the worst fucking gatekeepers, though, bro, in my experience. Like, I think the reason why they're so accepting is because they're just so happy to find somebody else that could talk about this shit. Like, you live in a small town in fucking Illinois. You don't got anybody to talk about how bad you want to fuck the ponies with, so you have to go on 4chan, but that's not the same thing. And then you get here, and there's a bunch of people who are just as goddamn weird as you, so you're excited about it. Well, that's nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that there are still people who want to fuck the ponies. You know, obviously, that had its moment. There was, like, a Bob's Burgers episode about it and documentaries and things like that. But I liked it. Like, even after the media chatters died down, their erections haven't. The tradition goes on. No matter which generation, we all still want to fuck the ponies. Hey, guys. It's me, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. This is what I sound like. Hey, Vegeta. I was wondering, you guys are always telling us what bands suck and what music is terrible, especially Sriracha on her funny little radio show with that (laughs) goth woman. So I wanted to know, what music doesn't suck? Who gets the loudest podcast seal of approval? Anyway, thanks for listening. I gotta get back to getting the shit kicked out of me. See you next time. Bye, Vegeta. See you later, Vegeta. Okay, so Stereos, what music doesn't suck? I'm not the person to ask about this because at least I know my taste is terrible. I have no taste. I suck at music. I don't like most music because it makes makes me sad. What do you listen to at the gym or when you're you're running or walking around? Just like anime theme songs you listen to like the sailor moon theme over like what do you li- like it doesn't it doesn't have to be good i just want to know what you like uh what i do is i shit you not this is what i've been doing for weeks on end is i watch over and over and over again uh the super dang rapa another two trial number three <laughs> spoil anything but it's like 12 parts long and it's so much fun to watch so when i'm on the treadmill i just sit there and i watch that and also sometimes i've been watching my big fat fabulous life i'm just gonna cut you off just real quick i would love to hear the rest of this i asked you what music you listen to this is music i don't listen to music just say that just say that because people are confused i asked you what do you listen to on the treadmill you should you could have said i don't listen to music at all i just listen to this one dag and rompa trial and this lady who i like to gawk at you don't listen to anything you don't listen to i don't know uh, charlie xcx cardi b taylor swift like just any (laughs) and the beatles elvis the rolling stone classical music i like big time rush Tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, so Big Time Rush was a band formed by, I want to say Nickelodeon, but don't kill me if it's Disney. I don't think it's Disney, though. I think it's Nickelodeon. Was a 
boy band formed. It was like when One Direction was starting to get popular. So all these shows are like, we're going to make a boy band just for the intent of getting people to watch this TV show, like selling tickets like Hannah Montana, but for cute boys. And they had their own show. It was I think it was also called Big Time Rush. And their music is very catchy. So you so and I just want to make sure. So like you'll open up Spotify and you'll just listen to Big Time Rush. Well, not Spotify because I torrent all my music. But yes, I open up the uh, big dot time dot rush dot flat. <laughs> Wait, flack? You have like uninflated, pure, pristine audio of Big Time Rush? Directly you listen, my veins. You listen to Big Time Rush in like an uncompressed, lossless format? It's the only life you got, so you gotta live it big time. Yeah, the, the band for 12-year-olds, yeah, I listen to that. That is like exclusively the only music that I listen to. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you. I'm glad that we got to the bottom of this. What, what I was to do, just uh, real briefly, I like Courtney Barnett. I just went to my first concert since the pandemic started. I saw Bob Mould. I don't, I didn't, I'd never heard Bob Mould's music, but Bob Mould is just someone who music fans, they're all like, oh, Bob Mould, Bob Mould's the best. Bob Mould, you got to hear Bob Mould. I was like, all right, I'll finally go fucking hear Bob Mould. It was great. He's like this 60-year-old bald guy. He's pretty in shape, just running around the stage playing electric guitar as fast as he can. But this is the thing, because he's like a 90s music nerd's like favorite guitarist. The entire audience there was people in their 50s and 60s, none of whom were wearing masks. Imagine the smell. <laughs> they were the most out of shape. They were all wearing like They Might Be Giants t-shirts, shorts, flip-flops, giant bit. Like, look, what I look like in 20 years. But still, it's like I'm there in like my uh, N95 with another mask over it. It's like, guys, if anyone's going to catch the coup, it's you guys. I saw a news story about a couple in Texas who got kicked out of a bar because they refused to follow the bar's no mask mandate. <laughs> I heard about Did you see that? that. Yes, I heard That's about that. That's funny as fuck. That's not very libertarian of you, bro. I really like Guided Boy Voices. I really, if you're looking uh, where to start with them, I really like the album B Thousand. I like Courtney Barnett. I like Kurt Vile. I like that first Strokes album a lot. Uh, usually, what I do is I just put, I just open up SoundCloud and I let it make a little radio station out of everything it knows I already like. Oh, oh and I love Elvis Costello. Oh yeah, you do. I that's one artist out of that whole list that I have heard, and only because I was forced by you. Well, because you bought me the record. Yeah, I did. I bought Asterios a re record player. And so the only one of his sad boy music I've heard is Elvis Costello. And But I imagine all of his music sounds like this. Generic 90s grudge song. <laughs> that is not what Elvis Costello... The 90s. He's from the 70s and 80s. <laughs> Um, all right, well, shit. I, I hope we answered your question. Um, this next voicemail is called, ooh, finally, someone appreciates Rancho. Finally. Hey, Stereos. Hey, Saranja. I just finished listening to the finale of My Immortal, and I just want to salute Saranja for the service she's done, not just for us loudest podcast listeners, but for just us as a society, because God knows I would never read that. As someone who has read the entirety of Ken Penders' run of Sonic the Hedgehog comics, I salute my fellow veterans. 
Thank you, Sriracha. Thank me for my service, everyone. Fangs, fangs to that guy for the good review. <laughs> what was your favorite part of My Immortal? There was like a run near the end where she kept doing things sexily. Where like when she jumped sexily in front of the bullet, or yeah. like when they walked to class seductively, and it was it's just it was really funny. Like because early on, she kept the author kept making that joke where it would be like. Dumbledore say something stupid, but then she'd go, he said wisely. Like, <laughs> it was just great that, like, she kept finding more juice in that joke. I think my favorite part of the entire uh, My Mortal is the line, oh, my God, I think I'm addicted to Voldemort. That was great, too. Oh, my, oh my God, I think I'm addicted to Voldemort. I just say that sometimes. Like, I'll just be walking around the house like, oh, my God, I think I'm addicted to Voldemort. <laughs> Yeah, I really like all the time she was like, these are serious issues. These are serious A lot of people in American schools are pedophiles. I think my last favorite part about My Immortal is the one chapter where she inexplicably gets angry at Raven. Oh, yeah, and Raven dies and then come back to life. Yeah, it's it's like Raven gets killed and terrible, terrible things happen to her dead body. Uh, And then... It's just never addressed. She's just back. It's like, thanks thanks to Raven for helping me with the story. It's like, what? What? You're, you gotta see, you gotta tell what happened. And thanks to Tara for bringing me back from the dead. What happened to my body when I was gone? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> Willow. Um, all right. This next voicemail is called TikTok Trends with Harvestor. So I'm currently losing my shit because apparently on TikTok... They have made the act of thievery a trend. Now, to the youth, this is apparently called lick or licking. So what these kids will do is they will go to their schools, go to whatever movie theater, whatever it may be, and they'll just steal shit. Now, the shit they will steal is not things that you think of, like, oh, we'll steal products here and there. They'll steal a projector. You know that automatic paper towel machine in the bathroom? They will cram that into their bag, as well as the soap dispensers. And I just cannot understand why anyone would do this. Yeah, no, the kleptomania is really cool. I think I am a kleptomaniac. Keep going. Unironically. I just, what it feels like is it's, it's, not logical, like he said. It's like stealing like rocks or and forks from restaurants. But I just get the overwhelming urge to stick it in my bag. Much like I imagine, like somebody who is addicted to smoking cigarettes would be like, "Oh, I haven't smoked a cigarette in a while, and I'm feeling really jittery." I'll be out in a restaurant and be like, "Oh, I could totally stick this in my bag right now." <laughs> then I do, and I get a rush. I've been a kleptomaniac my whole life. Uh, the last time I visited my parents, I found a box of just textbooks that I stole from my high school Good for you. and college and just carried around with me all this time. Like I have a basics of marketing textbook for no reason. The basics don't change. Um, yeah, I will go to the grocery store. I will take organic green peppers that have a little yellow sticker on them that says organic. And I will go into the grocery store elevator to go to the second floor of the grocery store. And while in the elevator, I will carefully out of sight of the camera remove all the organic stickers and i'll get those green peppers at conventional pepper prices if you go through the self-checkout you can just ring them up as regular peppers no those ladies are watching 
because the other day I went, I bought like a bag of nuts and I thought the thing had rang me up, but it didn't like it. It did the thing where it spit out a receipt, but that was not my receipt. It was like a little advertisement that they put on a receipt inviting me to like the 5K that the grocery store is having that I'm not going to. Of course. And I'm halfway out the grocery store and I'm just eating the nuts in the parking lot. Lady grabs me. She's like, hey. You didn't pay me those nuts. She was very polite about it. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm she, Again, she was very polite about it. She was like, um, I think the credit card didn't work or I think something happened with the credit card and the nuts. Like, And I was like, oh, no problem at all. I went back in and rang it up. We we're all good. But, uh, oh, oh. They're watching at those self. They're watching that self checkout. Se- That's definitely section. a new thing because I've stolen a lot from that grocery store. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. All right, let's talk about this TikTok trend. Have you heard of it? Licking or liking? Licking. I believe he said licking, and I think he said licking and not liking because Zwick messaged me and Nico a couple hours ago. Was like, "Hey, you guys are down with the kids. What's up with this licking thing?" And I assume that he's what I have never encountered it. On my TikTok, but oh my God, I'm so happy that uh, kids are back into shoplifting. Back in the day when I was a uh, teenager, we had like uh, thievery subreddits or not subreddits because that wasn't a thing like thievery uh, message boards. We could post about like the easy stores to steal from, like how to steal shit and how to like craft your own little tools that you could use to pop the security tags off of things. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a thriving community. And then these ass jacks on Tumblr had to get on their moral high horse and bitch about how, oh, you're stealing from Sephora. The people there are good. They have to meet sales quotas or else they get sent home. Well, Jack Dick, I wasn't going to buy it. It's not like it was either spent $200 or steal all this shit. I was just going to steal it. I'm not buying shit. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for doing that. I get stealing makeup or shirts or video games or electronics you're going to use. Seems like these kids, this isn't stealing. It's just vandalism. They're they're ripping the soap dispenser off of the wall. You're not going to use that thing your whole life. You're not like, oh, filing soap from my home. You're, you're going to end up throwing that away. I mean, uh- why not just... Throw a rock through a window if you just want to fuck shit up. <laughs> why, why did I steal the chopsticks rock? Have I ever once eaten with chopsticks in this house? No, of course not. I'm never going to use it. It's the thrill. It's the thrill of getting away with ripping the hand dryer off the wall. That little chopsticks rock is cute, though. And that little chopsticks rock that you stole from the Japanese restaurant I took you out to on a date once is like a nice little reminder of our date. Yeah. Um, You didn't go into the Japanese restaurant and steal like one of their food carts (laughs) and then you just have like a big dim sum cart in your apartment for a while you get bored of it and you're like i'm gonna have to leave this outside that's like saying you wouldn't download a car absolutely i would download a car i understand (laughs) that if i I could steal a dim sum cart i absolutely would i understand downloading a car downloading a car would be great then i have a car but it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't download a working diesel engine. Like, I definitely would. But you would get bored of it so fast. You know, what, what, where are you going to keep that? Where are you going to keep a working diesel engine? You're going to go out and buy diesel fuel for it? Your fatal flaw in your logic here is that people steal because they want the item. No, I want the thrill. I want the process 
of like you don't buy Girl Scout cookies because they're a bargain. You buy Girl Scout cookies because you want to support this Girl Scout troop. You steal things because the act of stealing is fun and based. <laughs> like you don't steal things because you need something in your home. I mean, I'm sure people do like poor people that steal from grocery stores. But I'm saying I don't steal because. I need something. I steal because it's fun and awesome and cool. Okay, look, I'm not out there saying steal because you need, but you should at least be stealing things you want. Makeup, video games, SD cards, your cameras, records, CDs, tapes, like... Because the thing is, the crime is the crime no matter what. You got to get the most juice out of that squeeze. Yeah, exactly. You steal a cool pair of shoes, you have a cool pair of shoes. When I was in college, I stole an entire set of silverware from me and all of my roommates while working at Schmuffalo Schmuffalo. There you go. And you told me the other day that those that your friends right now in their mid-20s don't have a single cup in their apartment. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm almost sick of going over to that apartment at this point. I don't know how they fucking live. So uh, every day, sometimes I'll go and I'll visit my friends for like a week at a time and they both go to work. So I just sit around uh, the apartment and twiddle my thumbs and just dick around on cunt wars. But they don't own cups. Mysterious. They all share to the two of them share one coffee mug and they don't have a coffee machine and they also don't have plates. They just use paper plates and paper forks for everything. And I'm like, guys, how do you eat? Like, what do you eat? What do you drink? They're like, oh, we don't really drink. We just smoke. I was like, I meant things like water, but okay. And they're both like, oh, well, our work has food. So we just eat there to save money. I was like, what about on like the weekends and holidays? (laughs) What do you eat? How do you live? It's like perpetually living in a college dorm. Yeah. See, no, I would understand. Them stealing a bunch of silverware from Smuffalo Smiles Finger. You get it? They need it. Yeah, okay, I get that. You, these people who are licking do not need a projector. <laughs> they don't need... Look, okay, I'll hold on. Look, let's take this one step back. If it's like a cool LCD projector that you could plug into your PlayStation 4 so you could play giant PlayStation across an entire wall, yeah, you look, you should definitely steal a high... Uh, like a... A really cool LCD projector, but not like the shitty uh, slide projector that they used to throw up the math graphics. I was going to say, I was imagining there's one of those gigantic projectors with the clear sheets. The overhead project. Yes, I'm, ima- I'm imagining them stealing that too. It's like, congratulations. You just, you made our already failing schools worse. <laughs> and that's public school for you, baby. That is public school for you, baby. Did I tell you I discovered a brand new subreddit that I've become obsessed with recently? No, tell me. It's called r slash waifuism. Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay. So r slash waifuism is a completely unironic community of people who are in love with fictional characters. And they like the, they they are saving themselves for their fictional waifus, and they post pictures of them like eating dinner with their waifu pillows and stuff. I shit post there, if not every day, every couple of hours. <laughs> can you can you just give me an example of like someone who someone might be having dinner with or lunch with? Oh, like, uh, a picture here. Some very popular waifus include all of the characters from Doki Doki Literature Club for some reason. Man, there is one girl, I shit you not, who's been posting there for years. So I don't think it's ironic. This girl wants to fuck the 
Ryuk from Death Note, you know, the giant demon monster Oh, thing. that thing, yes. Yes. And she has just dozens and dozens of posts of her either dedicated to Ryuk or like artwork that she's made of her and Ryuk together. And it's very weird. And it's very fun. If Just go there. Just pick a character. Of course, I can't tell you who my uh, waifu is because then you'll be able to tell my account because shit posts in almost every thread. But just pick something weird like the skeleton from Undertale. Yeah, all right. Look, if you really want to make Sans yours. Okay, now when you say like they are unironically saving themselves, so what's their plan here? <laughs> like, are they going to buy a sex doll and like injection mold ahead to look like the skeleton from Undertale? Or are they hoping that there'll be some sort of singularity where they'll be able to like interact with their fictional character? I mean, that, that's a million dollar question, isn't it? They do not tolerate polyamory, though. I'm sorry? They do not tolerate polyamory. If you say you have two waifus or two husbandos, God fucking help you. If you post that on the waifus of subreddit, God fucking help you. All right, well, I think I found a, a new least favorite subreddit. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. And here is our next voicemail. Hey, Stereos and Sarancha. So there's an election in Canada coming up, and I applied to work because I needed some money. And I girl-bossed too close to the sun because now... I'm in charge of the entire fucking uh, polling station, nice. and they sent me home with about 1,500 ballots that are just chilling in my apartment. <laughs> what do I do? Okay. Oh my god, that would never happen in this country. <laughs> Could you imagine the outrage if they were sent home to with somebody who listens to the caliber of person who listens to this podcast? They're responsible for counting the votes. I kind of like how in Canada, they're like, we don't even matter to us. <laughs> like, who's leading us is even irrelevant. What does this guy do with 1,500 ballots? I mean, obviously burn them. <laughs> yeah, we burn them. Nobody voted at this polling station. <laughs> I know what he could do. Sell the ballots to some crazy guy in America and just be like, I have a bunch of stolen ballots from the election. Oh my God, that would totally work. If you just put it on eBay, don't even say, just be like, stolen ballots from the election. Proof is here. And then, of course, these America-centric idiots will not even consider the possibility that there are other elections. Yeah, ex exactly. And then, and then be like, I will sell them to you for the right price. You can fix everything. You can have the proof <laughs> no 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 take backs yeah no takesy backsies exactly do it do it do it make your problem america's problem yeah i love this this next voicemail is called sarancha calls in while incredibly high oh yeah i i did leave a voicemail while i was incredibly high at my friend's house are you serious i don't even remember what i said so let's go ahead and listen to it all right Hi, Sierra. It's Sierra, uh, and I'm calling to tell about <laughs> oh, this is the right. second fucking time we've watched my girlfriend, girlfriend. Dude, fuck this show. <laughs> so, girlfriend, girlfriend is about a guy who has a girlfriend, and then uh, he gets proposed to by this little fucking homewrecker, who I guess I'm supposed to like because she's a lolly or something. <laughs> Girlfriend, the only one that has, has any more self-respect than a fucking truck stop bathroom. 
imagine that situation a girlfriend girlfriend the girlfriend girlfriend just like you viewer you can have four girlfriends you don't need to be smart or handsome or anything you just gotta try really hard how many episodes of girlfriend girlfriend have you watched since we talked about it last week two and one half <laughs> okay oh so you're only two episodes in still yeah uh-huh. all right because what Siraj just told me between episodes is that he eventually gets four girlfriends. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or three girlfriends. I think it's four girlfriends. He gets eventually gets four. I gotta know how this guy swings four girlfriends. He just deserves four girlfriends because he's generic protagonist man. And you could just like you, look, he doesn't have any special skills or talents or does anything that would impress an actual girl. He's got four girlfriends. You can do it. Teenage boy watching this. Imagine you're someone without even one girlfriend watching a guy have four girlfriends. How does that not just turn you into one of those incel ragers? So you can't say that and then <laughs> you ban me from talking about it on this program. It's just not funny. <laughs> it is. It's not. <laughs> This next voicemail is called Prep Boy Rick Writes Our Eva Podcast Opening. Asterios, cooking, nothing, surrounds watching every part of Evangelion. Loneliness, pain, stress, and trauma. Asterios, get in the fucking Eva. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> Evangelion is going to be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm hitting stop. This is getting scary. Good job, Prep Boy Rick. Yeah, thank you, Prep Boy Rick. Please. We should actually put that in an episode. Yes, we should. We should that's, We should have an episode <laughs> up with that. Uh, if you can out-sing Prep Boy Rick, you can leave your own voicemail at... 347-705-7617 or email your voicemail to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. This next uh, voicemail is called Trash Reality Shows. Hi, Loudest Podcast. It's Smarty again. Hey. Um, I just wanted to go ahead really quick and say congratulations on my Immortal episodes. Those were absolute bangers. Thanks. And I, I couldn't be more happy to listen to them. Uh, but, but no, I was listening back to the old episodes and I just wanted to know Saranja's Survivor Minute, I guess, is what the segment was oh, called. Oh, that's that right. I remember that. Um, yes. I wanted to know if there were any other trash reality shows outside of, like, anything on TLC that you guys have been watching that you would love to talk about in, like, a segment or something. Uh, yeah, that's it, really. Thanks for all the episodes. Bye. 
Bye. Oh my God, we watch way too many reality shows these days. Yeah, no, I would know. Like, I don't think we're watching any like elimination game shows right now, like Survivors, like where somebody gets voted off and somebody there's an eventual winner. Because as we know, everybody on TLC shows are losers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I used to really be into Hell's Kitchen. Like, I love that show. I, it's a little, it's a little staged for me at this point. But uh, my big fat fabulous life, great. I think that is a TLC show. But nonetheless, just love it so much. Uh, what other trash with that? I really like court shows, but there's no and court cam, which I don't think they count as reality shows. But I'm gonna count them. Like Qu- Judge Judy, I love it when people get yelled at. There's nothing better than court cam though, because it is actual real life criminals trying to escape the courtroom and going crazy and calling the judge awful names watching cops it, it kind of sucks because it's like ah, i feel bad for these people like yeah. even like even if they're scumbags it's like i don't know that they you know we should be turning this in like a spectator sport but there's nothing better than someone who's already fucked oh yeah because they always started like this is daniel torres he is a convicted animal rapist right <laughs> Watch as he attempts to beat his parole officer with his handcuffs. Well, these are all public records. You know what I mean? Like, it is kind of cool that we do have these cameras in these courtrooms, like, so we can document, uh, I don't know, potential miscarriages of justice. And as long as we have these cameras, we might as well watch someone call a judge a fucking cuck 50 times. <laughs> and then each time he calls him a cuck, get another, like, year of contempt added to their already lifetime sentence. My favorite one was this one girl that showed up. Uh, and occasionally they get a redemption arc where they come back and apologize to the judge and... uh the judge is like, okay, I'm going to get rid of your uh, 30 days in jail for contempt. But my favorite one of those was this uh, teenage girl. I think she was like early 20s, clearly like high on some kind of benzodiazepine. <laughs> Goes up and the judge is like debating whether or not she gets a public defender. He's like, okay, do you have any property that is of value? She's like, I got a lot of jewelry. I got everything expensive. He's like, How, uh, what is the value of your jewelry? She's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> The judge is like, don't swear my courtroom. She's like, fuck off, gringo. The guy's like, all right, 30 days in contempt. Yeah. And then the next day she comes back. I would like to apologize for my behavior. They only show you when the apology works. Yeah. Like you never see like a guy groveling and apologizing and the the judge going, well, then no, no, fuck you. You said some real rude shit to me yesterday. How dare you think this apology would work? Yeah, we got to start a court cam minute. Yeah. There's this one show that I put on for Sriracha when she's sad and she needs like a little pick me up. And I know you said no TLC shows, but come on. Those are the best shows. Too easy not to. Yeah. How can we not watch like the reality channel? It's called, uh, I'm not kidding. It's called My Big Fat Fabulous Life. Guess how much she weighs. Because she she talked about it the other day, the episode I was watching. Uh, My Big Fat Fabulous Life is about a fat, fat fatty who just does fat, fat fatty things and tries to prove that she can accomplish tasks that normal people do, like walking or climbing over a log. It makes me so fucking angry. So my sadness is replaced with pure unbridled rage at Whitney. So there's this main character, Whitney, and she is like unapologetic about being fat. She's like, I'm a fat girl. She has all these businesses where it's like fat girl cardio or like fat girls dance. It's like, all right, 
You got your branding. But she'll do this thing where she's like, I'm not going to let the fact that I'm fat stop me from going. They're on a hike in this one episode, and there's like a tree that's fallen down. And her buddy, whose name is Buddy, (laughs) actually, he's also like a larger guy. And he's like, all right, let's walk around the tree. And she's like, what? You don't think I can climb over this tree? And Buddy's like, no, look. I'm sure you can climb over the tree. It's just, why don't we just walk around the tree? And she's like, I can do anything a skinny girl can do. And then she tries to tell us what happens. And then she tries, she attempts to climb over the tree and she gets fucking stuck. And Buddy is like off on the walk. So she has to sit there and basically like hump this fallen, this fallen tree to try to get over it. And then she gets mad at fucking Buddy for leaving her. And it's like, this is the part of this show that makes me so angry is when she clearly cannot do things like I'm sorry there are just some things in our society that someone who is 5'3 and 350 pounds cannot do like sit in an airplane seat (laughs) like it's understandable like when you live in your life that size you need to deal with the reality that you cannot do everything that a person with a normal BMI can do and it's so frustrating to watch and it's so much fun there's this one episode of my big fat fabulous life where she tries to walk in 8k so this episode is so inspirational so if you have the discovery plus app this is honestly guy what i recommend uh looking at at the gym because it really does motivate me to go that extra mile so this 340 pound woman she's uh tagging along playing third wheel or fourth wheel because her fucking brother and roommate are there fifth wheel five wheels <laughs> How many wheels are in a big wheeler? (laughs) Big, big, big wheeler. (laughs) So uh, the dad and the mom are like, Whitney, you can come on our Hawaii vacation, but you have to agree to do a 5K with us. 5K. That's about three miles and some change, right? Okay. (laughs) So she starts training for a 5K as well as you can train for a 5K when you're almost uh, 350 pounds. So they get to Hawaii and she finds out from her parents that it is not a 5K. It is an 8K. Three more Ks. So I don't know. What's that like? They keep saying that's five miles, but I don't think it is because I ran a 10K once and I tracked it. It was six and some miles. So I want to say like four and three quarters miles. And she's walking. She's walking this. And by the last... (laughs) half of a mile she is i shit you not like screaming in pain screaming in pain i just like she's walking and it's hilarious because you can see in the background like literal children like school kids lapping her on this front and her friend is there a friend named buddy who she has this weird uh sexual relationship not sexual but pseudo sexual relationship with is like whitney you need to just fucking stop like you're sitting here you're yelling you're gonna fucking tear your acl or something and she's like no i have to finish i have to finish and he's like whatever dude so even buddy abandons her and she's standing there with her poor 71 year old dad who is managing this fine by the way (laughs) he's like come on now let's just go get the cart (laughs) it's fine she's like no i can't so she gets the tlc medic in there they tape her shins 
four goddamn hours later, she walks across the finish line, doesn't walk. She is dragged on one arm by the TLC medic and on the other arm by her 71-year-old father. And she does technically make it across the finish line, but it's like, did you really? She's like, I did it. And she's like framing this as inspirational. She's like, I proved that fat girls can do anything. It's like, did you finish though? Like if you had to be dragged across the finish line, did you finish though? So I watched that episode over and over and over again sometimes too. Finally, this last voicemail is called, We Got a Fanfic Recommendation. Excellent. Hey, mom and dad. <laughs> All right. Hi. So I know you guys have been having a lot of fun with Maya Moodle as of late, and I have a very good suggestion for another fanfic to do in the future. Um, it is called Garfield Effect Galaxy Adventure. What? And it is a fucking crossover fan fiction between uh, the Mass Effect video games and, and Garfield. It's written by the greatest author in existence, uh, Shakespeare Hemingway. <laughs> definitely, definitely give it, a, give it a look. All right. Thank well, I love you, you guys. I, I have never heard. What was it called? Garfield Galaxy Force? Whatever it is, I love it. I love the idea of a Mass Effect Garfield crossover. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll check that out. Maybe you could read this one because if it's written in English, you could read it to me because I've never even heard of this. I'd love I played a little bit of Mass Effect. I've read a lot of Garfield. That is very interesting to me. Do you have any other like fanfic recommendations? Like, cause, like I'd never heard of My Mortal. Apparently a lot of people have. Really looking for some, not fan fiction, but genuine. 100% real things. I recommend Sadichu, particularly the issue where all the Sadichus go to school and then fuck each other. In school? No, but they have a class which Chris believes that it should be an actual thing, like a relationship class where you learn how to uh, flirt and how to get into a relationship. And so the teacher pairs them up and you just you fuck your classmates. That's, that's the class. <laughs> The one thing me and Chris agree on. <laughs> the class sounds pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, that's it for this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all the great voicemails. We will listen to some more voicemails in a little bit. You want to leave a voicemail, you call 347-705-7617 or you email the loudest podcast at gmail.com. New episode of Chris Tree is coming out ASAP. Uh, we'll have a new Lime in the Coconuts coming out soon. But uh, this month already, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you got the new Dark Side Jills. You got episode one of our new Ava podcast. And uh, I think that's about all we've got this week. Yeah, September so far. The month's not even over, and they're getting just so many bonus contents. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we, yeah, we're on like a real tear this month. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, and bye! <laughs>